A one, a two, a one, two, three, four. Four in mind right away. Hello, yes. they're fantasy football people. It is officially week one. Oh, ooh, oh, this is not as dark as I thought it'd be. It's darker than Let's I. Let's just get it to be. the beer right away because now I'm talking it up already. What could it be? We're drinking the Dragon's Milk White Bourbon Barrel Aged White Stout from New Holland Brewing out of New Holland, Michigan. It is. I gotta taste it. It looks really nice, and uh, I've had I've had one of these Dragon's Milk beers before. Oh yeah, one. that is good. It's smooth. It's got like a vanilla taste, a little bourbony, but not too much. Ooh. But it's creamy. It's not anywhere near a normal stout. This is very good, actually. This is I like this. I've Usually, never had this before. I forget what I had, but I had a like a bourbon barrel aged beer a while ago, like a, years ago, and it just didn't ring with me. I've been like, oh, but this is like, and this is like a light one too. Yeah, this is great. Good this job, very good. Very Holland, smooth. Michigan. I think it's caramely too. Mm, flavors, and it's alcoholic. Yeah. Oh, uh, if you're pregnant, because of the risk of birth defects, avoid drinking this particular beer, according to their can. I'm not pregnant yet. I might be. I don't know. I'm late. <laughs> <laughs> it's officially week one of the NFL season, and we are officially here for episode seven of Fantasy Brews, the podcast where we talk a lot of football and drink a lot of beer. We may even help you with your fantasy team along the way. Make sure to go follow us on Twitter at FancyBrewsPod. We are available on Podbean, Google, Apple, Spotify, and YouTube. So help us spread the word. I am Kyle Gagner here, as always, with my co-host, Michael Heinisch. Hello again. Yes, I am pumped to be even like more lazy on Sundays again. Like I'm lazy on Sundays to begin with, but now I get an excuse. <laughs> it's built in for like a third of the year. Now it's not, I'm not lazy. I'm researching. <laughs> I'm an American. <laughs> I'm researching. I'm, I'm doing work for the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I might have to do that on Mondays and Thursdays too. <laughs> Big weekend ahead of us. Thursday night game, of course, Chiefs and Texans. Then we have a wedding on Saturday that we're both going to. Yeah. And then we have to watch games all Sunday. We do. We have to. <laughs> we must. What? With us, as always, will be beer. It really snuck up on me. Like, I, I'm i just, like, looking at lineups. That, like, you know, we had a lot of drafts this weekend. Or I, I personally had a lot of drafts this weekend. I'm looking at lineups and, like, my teams and stuff. And I'm, I get to, like, hitting me, like, an epiphany of, like, holy crap. I have to start people on, on Thursday or this weekend. I have to actually make decisions now. I haven't been mentally prepared for this. Thanks, COVID. Yeah. But it's a fun, not a surprise, but kind of a surprise. And then no delay on the season, which is great. Yeah, everything's on track. I just watched the ending of the Super Bowl. Uh, I was waiting for you to come over, and I was like, I turned on NFL Network to see if they had, like, I could just listen to people talk. And the Super Bowl's on. I was like, oh, I know who wins, but why not? (laughs) Chiefs won. Chiefs won. (laughs) Spoilers. And Andrew Reid, head coach. When you first said that, I thought you, like, just turned the game on. You're like, all right, let's just go to, like, five minutes left in the fourth. (laughs) No, No, I just really, guys, caught the last two minutes of the game, basically. Run down our, our show. We got our facts. Stat and some news updates just to make sure you don't miss anything. Then we'll we then we will be recapping our redraft from this past weekend, talking about some highlights in case you still have a super last minute draft. With some people just wait till week one's over. Yeah, there are those that or like a league like it finally gets bring brought together after week one. Yeah, 
someone who didn't get the chance to be in the league but wants to join one. Anyways, well, that's make the their own. Maybe somebody else forgot football is starting in two days or today, depending on when you're listening. <laughs> Following that, we'll have our selections for week one high guys and low guys and our Thrive Fantasy Prop Lock of the Week. Week one is going to be definitely the hardest to come up with highs and lows because you don't really yeah. know who what's going to click for with all the new stuff and what isn't and what's going to play factor. So week one's a very hard one to do. Yeah, um, it really is. It'll be easier as the season goes and people actually have stat lines we can look at. <laughs> Following that, we will talk our super early Super Bowl LV, which stands for Las Vegas Predictions. Round all off with Bruce Clues, of course. <laughs> what does LV actually mean? 50? 55. <laughs> it should be in Las Vegas. Is it in Las Vegas? I really no, first hope of all, so. makes sense. No, first of all, it makes sense because they got a brand new stadium. Second of all, it'd be Super Bowl LV in LV. That's just marketing done for you. How can you pass on that opportunity? Well, it Where? turns out that it's in it's uh, in the Buck Stadium in Tampa, Raymond James Stadium. Oh, uh, yeah. It was just there a couple years ago. It was, it was there not too long ago. Super Bowl TB. Tom LV. Brady. <laughs> he's there. Yeah, he's going to win it. That must be why he went there. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> Starting off with our fact or stat. And there you have the facts of life. The facts of life. All right. So I'll jump in. Okay. So it's week one of the NFL season. We're finally here. The NFL kickoff game, the Thursday night game, is the Chiefs versus the Texans. So I just went full Pat Mahomes, jotted down some interesting notes about him, some of which you're probably aware of, uh, you and uh, you, Kyle, and you, the listener. But hopefully I, I teach you a thing or two as well. He just won the Super Bowl. He did. Did you know he was the MVP? <laughs> I do. Uh, he had 29 rush or 26 rush yards on nine carries and a rushing touchdown. That was the stat line it showed for some reason. That's pretty That's probably more impressive than his passing stats, obviously. <laughs> so Patrick, Patrick Mahomes, son of Pat Mahomes. Only QB in history to throw for over 5,000 yards in a season in both college and the NFL. He and Peyton Manning are the only two to throw for over 5,000 yards with a 50-touchdown season. Pat Mahomes, Patrick Mahomes' 10-year contract, 10 years, $503 million. Richest contract in the history of professional sports, period. So that's pretty cool. His uh, NFL MVP award in 2018 was, uh, I believe he's the, yeah, oh, sorry. he's the, That's the first uh, chief to win NFL MVP. Patrick Mahomes is also the youngest player to ever throw for six touchdowns in a game. He did it at 22 years old and 364 days. So he wasn't 23. <laughs> That's what I have. Patrick Mahomes. I'm so excited to just watch some football. Patrick Mahomes is going to carve up. Nothing against the Texans. He's just going to carve up whoever he plays against. It's going to be awesome. Football! Yeah, so now that you guys know all about Patrick Mahomes... <sighs> Mike, I bet you're looking at me and you're going, Kyle, why are you wearing that really cool Ezekiel Elliott white jersey with gold numbering and the dark blue sleeves because it's the coolest cowboy looking cowboy jersey? I, I bet you just asked yourself that. I have been wondering that word since for I word. in. Out of the top 20 running backs in terms of rush yards from 2017, so just three years ago, only one is on the same team now. Wow. <laughs> Who is it? Can, can you guess? <laughs> is it Zeke? It's Zeke. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> he was the number 10 in 2017, 983 yards. The rest of the list is as follows. I'll run through the names quick, starting at one. Kareem Hunt, Todd Gurley, Le'Veon Bell, LaShawn McCoy, Mark Ingram, Jordan Howard, Melvin Gordon, Leonard Fournette, CJ Anderson, Ezekiel Elliott, Alex Collins, Frank Gore. You're probably going, Alex Collins, yeah, who's Raven? that? <laughs> Raiders. Or Ravens, yes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Frank Gore, Carlos Hyde, Deion Lewis, Marshawn Lynch, Lamar Miller, J.J., Devontae Freeman, Isaiah Crowell, and Latavius Murray. 
Out of that list, the top 20 from 2017, only Zeke is with wow. this team. Still. That's crazy. I don't like that. No, they I like the guys. I like the guys who stick with the franchise, and that's what the franchise is known for. They're known for that player. And running backs are rough, specifically too, because they their careers are just shorter. Unfortunately, yeah, it just sucks. I like I like seeing consistent guys. You know, when you said Frank Gore, I was thinking to myself about ever like last week's stat of quarterbacks beating all thirty two teams, and it was just quarterbacks. But oh, I Frank wonder, Gore, probably he, he might have beaten all teams. I'll have to look that up. Uh, we'll tweet it out. Yeah. Or if there's any others. I don't know how to look that up, but I'll figure it out. But that's my stat just because I, I want to bring to attention that that annoys me that players don't <laughs> stick with teams. They so go where the less- money, now they go where the money is in these, like, I like the days where no team was stacked. They all just had their guys. Like, and they, their guys, they have their guys because they drafted those guys. So you hate Brady now? I mean, <laughs> it makes sense towards the end of your career, I guess, because they Patriots paid him enough. They're like, oh, well, now we got to give you this much. Might have been not. I mean, I don't know. Maybe you would know. Is it fully his choice, or was it maybe just the two sides couldn't meet eyes? They decided to take a break. Maybe they'll get back together. See, I'm okay. Like a lot of people did do it at the end of the career too, which is. I mean, I'm not a fan of that. I like when I like the guys who are just a one team career guy, but it's very common for the very tail end of your career. But a lot of these guys aren't weren't towards their career. Jordy Nelson, Frank Gore had 30 years left in him. Apparently, yeah, he's still going. Jordy Nelson signed a one-day contract. There's a, not, a lot of people that do that, too. Oh, like to a, retire. Right. Yeah. I, I wouldn't be surprised if, like, watch Brady, like, play his two years and then, like... Oh, he'll like, retire a, a Patriot, for sure. He'll well, yeah, but watch him, like, play, like, a, a full season of the Patriots just to... Oh, God. Just to be like, ah, <laughs> eh, why not? Yeah, swan song. That's my fact. Now, our news updates. Prior to week one, I'm Mike, or Kyle, <laughs> with Mike. Wow. <laughs> Let me take that beer off your hand. Almost had. Oh, that was in my notes. <laughs> what was? That I screwed up. The oh, name. Says, you wrote. It says, screw up names. Oh, yeah, yeah. Gotcha, gotcha. Yep, you saw it. Completely. That was my Bruce Clues intentional mistake the other week. <laughs> Adrian Peterson, cut by the Washington football team, signs one-year deal with the Lions. That was shot very shocking. That I was. did not ex- see that coming at all. Figured it go somewhere, obviously. The Lions isn't the weirdest team for him to go, but wouldn't have been my guess. Well, I, and I expect him to just be used as much this year as he was last year. I mean, yeah, he's another year older, but they don't have much of a choice. And, but apparently their choice was to cut him. What are the implications? The implications. Now, you said that word, implication, a couple of times. Well, what implication? Not Probably not too bad because the Lions got him right away pretty quick. I think the Lion, for the Lions... I don't know what to think because it was kind of like, well, DeAndre Hopkins or Deon- damn it. I'm just going to be so bad at this. DeAndre Swift. He's been kind of, it's been like muddy, you know, in, in Detroit, not physically like with the weather, but like the, the clarity of what's going on, he, you know, with, uh, there, there was word that the other running back, Karen Johnson is going to be starting and then to bring in Peterson, like, it just makes me lose a little confidence that I mightn't have even had, which was small to begin with, with, with either of those guys, at least to like start this season. Yeah. That's why I, when I heard that, I was like, oh, because I took Swift and Dynasty, but still I was like, it's a dynasty. If I I don't need to use him this year and it's not like Peterson's going to be taking him, carries from him for years and years. Right. He's on a one-year deal, first of all, and he might retire, but I wasn't worried about it. I mean, it's, it's, I expected Swift to not get going until like week six or seven anyway, so right. it's, I didn't see too much of an impact there. With any drafts but left, as don't far draft as him. Redrafts, it's yeah, it's like grab later on. But yeah, because even if you, you like, he could go undrafted. You can pick him up later if you want. And if somebody drafts him, 
that she was on the waiver wire in a few weeks when he doesn't do anything. The like this weeks. one move made all three of those running backs drop. Right. Literally somehow 100%. Adrian Peterson going to a new team drops him because he would have gotten a lot more in Washington. It drops Swift because he's not going to have nearly as much impact right away anymore. And it drops Johnson because Peterson's going to be stealing carries from him too. So It's exactly what makes <laughs> week one so difficult because like, is Peterson just like, okay, well, Swift isn't healthy. So Karen will be the starter and we need somebody to back him up. Or are both of them not healthy too yeah. much and they need Adrian Peterson? Who knows what it is? So just let week one happen and see what see what happens. I would say on the other side for the Washington football team, I think the gate's wide open for Antonio Gibson. I, I, th- I think Gibson and Love both go up automatically. Gibson, more valued in PPR. For sure. he, he should benefit the most either way, but he in PPR, he's even more valuable. Love is worth gambling on and he could be just as valuable in the long run. Yeah, and if you didn't hear the news of what, when Adrian Peterson got cut, he literally came out and said, yeah, they've been giving Antonio Gibson the ball in camp. Like like Adrian Peterson, the guy who got cut, then went to say it's because Antonio Gibson, he thinks, is going to get a lot of work for sure. So that's that's really interesting. And they probably saved themselves a lot of money. They probably did. Because Gibson contracts. is getting peanuts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for, for at least Especially four compared years. to what they would be forced to give Peterson. <laughs> 100%. More running back news. Damien Harris from New England placed on IR. Set to miss at least three games. Patriots also cut Lamar Miller and brought J.J. Taylor out from the practice squad. J.J. Taylor doesn't matter. Lamar Miller never mattered. But but the Harris does have effect, I yeah. think. Sony Michelle benefits, I think, definitely. He's the only – right now he's the only, like, one they know is good to go, really. I, I don't think James White gets more of a role now. No. That maybe a couple – maybe an extra target or two a game. And Rex Burkhead either. I don't. So I was wondering about this because my understanding was if you're placed on IR, it's like a six week minimum thing, right? But everything I'm reading is what you just said that he's going to miss at least three games. Is he able to play week four? There's I'm something not a I'm doctor. Missing. Yeah. Well, I thought it was. Like the, I thought it was like the rules <laughs> I of IR. Like, I, so. I know. I don't. I don't know. I don't know the rules of IR. I just if they say IR, I can move him in my lineup. Someone and pick up someone new. <laughs> someone tweet us and let us know how that works. Why he could come back after three weeks only? I don't know, but. Sonny Michelle still not worth an early round pick, though, but his value still goes up a little bit. Like, oh, maybe a couple spots in as far as overall ADP, but not too much. Yeah, you might get a little bit out of the first few games, and, and then who knows from there. It's kind of it's interesting because most drafts are done now, especially by the time you're listening to this, I suppose. Some some will still happen, but the Damian Harris good news is I guess it's good for, like, I didn't draft Sonny Michelle on any of my drafts, but... I was always watching. If he, if he went so far down, mm-hmm. like, you might as well. And if you were one of those people that did that, this is, you know, I don't want to – it's not good news that somebody's injured, but it, it's good news for the, maybe the first few weeks, at least, for Sonny Michelle owners. I never draft Patriots receivers because they're always just a crapshoot. I, I literally have the same feeling about drafting Patriots running backs, and I've mentioned it before, like, years ago. And then I went and drafted one in the rookie I, draft, I Damian I Harris. PTSD from – what? Three or four years ago when I drafted Jonah Gray. And then I Jonah's didn't great. start him week one because who would have? And then he goes off and I was like, oh, I got to start this guy. And then nothing. So then that I vowed never to draft a Patriots receiver. I don't I don't know the whole list off that. They haven't even changed their style. They still, it's the exact same. Yeah. Like, just all these random I mean, guys. we're talking about Sony Michelle and James White. Rex Burkhead is Watch still Watch J.J. There Taylor have four touchdowns. He one. probably will because that's what Bill Bill Lock it in! J.J. <laughs> Taylor, four touchdowns on six yards. Who's the leading? <laughs> who's the leading rusher week one for the Patriots? I know the answer. It's obvious. Michelle. It's Cam Newton. Oh God. <laughs> no. <laughs> I 
don't believe that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. But maybe wouldn't wouldn't be that surprising. No, it wouldn't. If be. Sony Michelle, if he gets, if he runs a little more, and Sony sucks like he did last year, that sucks. But he wasn't good. They were playing the Jets. That's a really good point. <laughs> so but I mean, if so, anything they stop the rush more. The Jets have no good part of their defense. But if they're if you had to pick a better part, it would be their rush defense because they had lost Jamal Adams at another safety opt out. So they're Cam Newton. If anything is just gonna, it's like be the easily, least bad part, right? <laughs> another news. I did, I include this because I just don't understand it. Devontae Freeman does not sign with the Jags. Yeah, he visited him, right? He yeah. worked out for him or something? He worked out for him. He did not sign with the Jags. I have no clue why this man's not on a team. But hopefully he gets signed before the season starts. He, Sunday, basically. Not that he'd have a role in week one anyways. But otherwise, I can imagine he will be signed right away when the first wave of injuries hits. Yeah. Because he's the most valuable free agent out there right now. Yeah, word on the street was he... And maybe this has changed with you know time passing and the new uh, agent, but he wanted more money than he was being offered initially. And who knows? Like, What if it's like... What if it's like four weeks in and like somebody like a, a good running back that gets hurt and the team is like, well, we're three and one, we're four and zero. Oh, our starting running back is down. Like mm-hmm. the the price for, it could go back up for for Freeman or somebody else in his situation. Well, I almost I almost took him in our redraft towards the very end of the draft just for like gambling and because this is at the point where he would still said he was just visiting with the Jags. It didn't right. say he didn't sign yet. So I was like. I was like literally up game. to the second. I was like, did anything happen? Did anything happen with him? I was like, ah, I'm not going to take him, which paid off, I guess. But because if he would have signed with the Jags, he would have shot up, obviously. Right, for sure. My well, wife still has him on her dynasty team, just in case. Oh, yeah. Well, that makes sense. So yeah. on him a dynasty, he'll, he'll go somewhere. He's got to, right? I thought he was worth a pick at the end, but alas, <laughs> the Jags did not bite. Right. They would have just traded him right away. <laughs> they probably would have been like, like hey, we just signed Devontae Freeman. Who wants him? He's been a free agent all offseason. Thanks, Devontae. Devontae. <laughs> also, Bears name Mitch Trubisky their starter over Nick Foles, who just keeps getting passed around but thrown money at. There, <laughs> you guys take him. Here, Nick, here's all this money to not do shit. So our, our dynasty league has a couple STD players like Stefan Diggs and Zeke that have been traded. Like they've been like on a half of the teams in the league. Maybe Nick Foles is the real the real NFL STD. I've had him multiple times. <laughs> you did. You traded the first overall. You you got the first overall pick for him in a trade. Yeah, once upon a time, it was. I mean, I I just cut him because I needed a kicker, but <laughs> I still have Trubisky. <laughs> I just think it's fucking hilarious because mm-hmm. Nick Foles just spending his whole career on a roller coaster of injured starters and he's overpaid contracts that he's receiving. <laughs> he's just like benefiting, like you don't have to do anything, but this guy's hurt, and then he's like, "Oh, cool!" I'll... He hasn't done anything while he's actually been a named starter. The only time he actually performs is when he was backing someone up originally. Super Bowl win was that his uh, twenty-seven touchdown, two interception season yeah. was, was in relief as well, at least initially. Well, because and when he was like last year, when he was actually the starter, and well, he got hurt, but then when he actually came back, he just sucked. Yeah, and so he lost the job. Yeah, that's right. But then whenever he was in Philadelphia and Wentz would get hurt, he came in, he'd do great. But then I think he had at that one season he had with where he was actually the starter in Philly, or was like there's some other team, Rams maybe. Oh, that sounds right. I'll bet it. But he just does not perform when he's actually pressured. He's just, he just needs to relax more. Maybe he's like good under pressure and he's like bad when he's not under pressure. Like, like, <laughs> not, not like football pressure, but like, you know, I work well under pressure. Yeah, he was with the Rams for 
2015. He was the it was the Chiefs for 2016. Yeah. Neat. I just think Foles is like, why do people keep paying this man <laughs> yeah, for like anything him. but a backup role? Well, now he's he, a great backup. He could be the best backup in the league. But pay him backup money. Yeah. Pay they, him the best backup money. But the, the backup best money. backup money. <laughs> Other news uh, with people being named the starter: James Robinson, running back for the for the Jaguars. If you heard mm-hmm. that, uh, not a huge impact. There's so many. I don't understand. All the roster stuff is stupid because they also yeah. named Gasicki as the tight end too. Because what? they're gonna because they're gonna use like the main tight end the their well I guess their number one tight end use now that blocking tight end maybe? for blocking basically sure but they named Kasiki too they there's a ton of weird roster orders out there so I don't know it doesn't make sense and it's all stupid the Robinson news I just bring up like super quick because he wasn't even one of the names that I at least I was hearing he was uh, oh my god Armstead and the other guy that yeah were like, I wasn't hearing him either yeah and so now like I I'd be ner- like if you are in a dire position where like maybe maybe you drafted running back super late one of them was Fournette now you're scared or something like maybe you can throw him in or at least like he Robinson's a great guy to like pick up right now don't play him unless you absolutely have to you shouldn't have to and then just see what happens like if if sometimes teams do that weird thing where like yeah he's the starter he gets the first snap or the first carry. And then it's all Chris Thompson, or it's all whoever the hell the other guy is, Zigbo or something. So I, I would pick him up. I wouldn't play him, but I would pick him up and just see what happens. If, if you can pick up a starting running back off the waivers, it's never a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Last bit of news, Jadavian Clowney to the Titans. I'm pumped about this one. One year max value of $15 million. So Titans D moves up to actually considering drafting, like mm-hmm. one of the Ds that you actually would want to get. They open up the season against... The Broncos, they play the Jags twice and they also play the Bears and the Lions. So I think their defense is set up for success. That's cool. <laughs> Something cool about those defenses too is like like the Ravens, probably better defense, but the Ravens have yeah. a way better offense. So like you, if the Ravens are like ahead of you by like 21 points, the other team is going to try to throw the ball. Like there's a higher chance that, that the Ravens, like the Ravens defense is on the field more, they might get scored on and you just lose points that way even if the defense does their work. But the Titans, like that ground pound, you know, game style with Derrick Henry, like they won't score as many points in general, which isn't a bad thing. Like their defense will will mitigate everything, but mm-hmm. I, I like their defense for teams like that. That's awesome. Those are the news updates we got. We're gonna go over now a little bit of our redraft um, twelve team standard fifteen round draft. Okay, I'm gonna start off by asking a question. Uh, what percentage of drafts do you think go off without a hitch? <laughs> <laughs> um, well, based on my experience with our. With our uh, startup draft for the dynasty, it, maybe it's it can be tough. <laughs> two, mostly- day, two days prior to this draft, all 12 members of the league were going to make it. Two days prior. That sounds really so nice. It was great. An all-in-person draft. Beautiful. Perfect. No problems are going to come up from that. One person was exposed, somebody who tested positive corona, who lived with two, and she lived with the two other members, so they also stayed back, and then another one was in Michigan, so he just forgot. He ended up auto-drafting. The other two were, like, driving home, and the other one was just in chat and couldn't FaceTime. So it did not go as well, And but I'm announcing I'm officially switching from NFL.com <laughs> next year because they fucked me. It didn't let me make selections during the draft. Every year I've done it on NFL.com, I can stop the draft and I can pick exactly who goes to what team. Right, as But this year it just wouldn't let me. That's so weird. My only options were to pause the draft, undo a pick, and change the time. And then you, we had that issue, I think it was two years ago, where like week one, the app just kept crashing. You couldn't look at like, yeah. what was going on during the games, which is pretty frustrating. I've officially had enough of NFL.com, and I'm not going back there, but I'll probably just be going to sleeper. Thanks for playing football, NationalFootballLeague.com. A few highlights of 
our driver. We'll go over our teams first. Mike, run down your team real quick. Yeah, I'll go position by position. Uh, so obviously this is not the order I drafted in, but my two quarterbacks, I have two. <laughs> Worth it. I have two quarterbacks, uh, Matt Stafford and Josh Allen. I like Matt Stafford a lot this year, especially with how late you can get him. And Josh Allen has a good week one matchup. He plays the Jets. Uh, no, Yeah, the Jets? The Dolphins. It's the Jets. It's one of those two. Dolphins. It's a good matchup because the Pages play the Bill- Dolphins. Jets. Fuck! Jesus <laughs> Christ! Whoa! Dolphins, Jets, Bills! Bills! Bills, Jets! Dolphins. Patriots? Patriots. Dolphins. No. It's one of those 32 teams. Patriots. Well, Patriots, Dolphins, Jets. So Stafford, I like long-term. He plays the Bears. Josh Allen has a oh, good no, Vikings. matchup. No, Vikings. No, pick Packers. No, the Packers play the Vikings. Packers. I know Bears. that one. <laughs> so I'm going to start Josh Allen week one. I got Stafford after that. My running backs, I went hard early. I got Mixon and Chubb. Fourth round, I got David Johnson, and then I grabbed Zach Moss a little later. At receiver, I think this would be my weak uh, point in my team with how heavy I went at running back. But I do have A.J. Brown, Tyler Lockett, and A.J. Green. A.J. Green is uh, 100% good to go for Sunday. News came out, so that's exciting. Uh, We've started three. Behind that, I have Debo Samuel, who also might not like miss any games, which is crazy, and Golden Tate, who is injured right now. And then I tell you, <laughs> so you, could, you could get fucked at a wide receiver, potentially. I, I actually have a write-in that I forgot. Uh, Brian Edwards, recently named on a bullcrap death chart as a starting receiver for the Raiders. He's their third-round rookie, not their first-round rookie. And then at tight end, I have Jared Cook. My defense uh, is the Colts who have a great week one matchup. And I drafted Lutz, traded him for Crosby <laughs> with the last pick because she wanted Lutz for a team name. I feel it was how did you feel, how, about kickers. How would you feel about that Jared Cook pick? Oh my god, yeah, we were, I, I didn't, uh, he was the last, like, like, for me, when I was looking at the rankings, or, at, like, my, my list, he was, like, it was him, and then it was, like, a pretty, like, a drop-off. Like, there are other names I like later on in drafts, for sure, but Cook, it was, it was like, him, and then it kind of fell off for me. So I took him in the seventh, I literally, like, put the sticker up, and I'm, like, turning back to walk the six feet to my chair, and I'm just like, man, <laughs> it did not feel good. <laughs> I said it out loud, it was, uh, like, I'm not super upset about it, but... To look at some of the names that are around there, you know, I might want like an Edelman or or a Jerry Judy to take a, a stab at or something. Hopefully, Jared Cook makes it worth my while. He should be he should be pretty good. I just worry that he'll have a couple games where he like kind of disappears. Yeah. Well, I think Sanders takes a lot away from him too. Yeah, he plays that kind of role. Who's on my team? I had the third pick in the draft. I had the eleventh. I should add. I took Zeke. So my starting running backs are Zeke Eckler. Cam Akers, J.K. Dobbins, Tevin Coleman, and Bryce Love. Obviously, I have my two. We start two running back, three wide receiver. So I took my solid running backs, and I took some risks in the other ones. By the time I need them, hopefully they'll be established. And looking at you, Cam Akers. You said it well uh, during the draft. Like One of those guys. Is one of them out. is going to pay off. And the other ones will easily get dropped for whoever's hot that week on the waiver wire. Right. So I'm okay with that. My quarterback is Baker Mayfield. I think he's going to have a, a good year. Not a superb year, but good enough to get him in the 12th round. My wide receivers, Allen Robinson, Cortland Sutton, Brandon Cooks, Marvin Jones Jr., Emmanuel Sanders, and Brashad Perriman. I'm very happy with my wide receivers. Yeah, I like that a lot. I am very, because mine are all very safe. They're all safe, and they all are good enough to give me good points. You know, actually, now that I'm looking at the snake order... Marvin Jones was who I was hoping would get back to me at the end of the seventh round. Oh, instead of Cook. And then I took Cook because you you still. At my tight ends, I got Hayden Hurst and Chris Herndon. So I'm happy with my tight ends, especially Hurst. And I don't have a kicker defense yet, but I will get one. 
So you got to drop two of your players. Yeah, Coleman and Love. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was easy. Or I was consider I was considering Coleman Love or Love Herndon or try to do a two for one trade, but I'm really not worried about it. I don't. I think honestly, those are the ones I'm considering is Coleman Love Herndon. I mean, that's why you take those shots at the end of the day. You got Bryce Love with your second to last pick, and news could have easily came out that said he's starting week one. Or more news times, could've... more times than not, there's a last minute scratch. And right, you'll probably have some. You'll probably be someone on your team. We were looking. Okay, well, take it away for the next thing because I have a thought now. Oh, about the steal of the draft? Yeah. We were just examining the board. We didn't really find any steals. Our board, our draft went oddly like well as in the sense where everyone was taken where they should have probably been taken for the most part. As yeah. <laughs> doesn't seem like it, like there weren't any guys that like there was, fell a few rounds like, holy crap, that was a steal. And we thought that's because he had the 11th pick. I had the third pick. <laughs> now, a lot of our league doesn't know too much, uh, not as much as we would, but we're thinking that one of us on each end. Never let anyone fall too yeah. much. Yeah, there was only there was only ever at most five or six picks between us or ourselves. So yeah. we I think we did a good job of normalizing the league. That being said, there there were a couple names that we were kind of debating. I, I personally so Antonio Gibson went in the ninth round, three picks before where I took Golden Tate, and I was I almost took uh Gibson in the eighth round at the start of the eighth round. And I chose not to, I thought he would fall to me. So I think that was a good pick. I feel like I got I got Sanders in the ninth. It's not too bad. It's a pretty good one too. Um, gonna be their number two for a freaking great offense. Yeah, you know. I mean, I I think I think great value. In the Maybe ninth. a Super Bowl team. Oh no, I didn't pick them. I I, I wrote them at first though. Hunter Henry in the tenth. That's a good uh, one because too. because taken before Hunter Henry was Blake Jarwin and Tyler Higby and Gronk and Jared Cook, <laughs> all who could. I see Hunter Henry is pretty high. On my Hunter Henry, ends. like the difference between all those guys outside of Gronk, who I'm nervous about just in general. At least Hunter Hunter Henry was proven it. Like yeah. Blake Jarwin, you're yeah. you're hoping he's gonna and he should do well. You're oh, it could pay off, though. sure, for sure. But Hunter Henry, and the he's person, shown you he's good. The person who took Hunter Henry took Higby three rounds earlier, <laughs> which is interesting. <laughs> they got the better tight end later, <laughs> but um, as far as Bad picks? Wait, there was one steal that caught my eye. What? I don't think it's a crazy good steal, but David Montgomery in the seventh round, I, I think you're kind yeah, of that's buying the good. injury dip. That is he was kind of hurt momentarily, and I think even, he's fine. Even Fournette right after him as well. Yeah. Not a bad pick in the seventh. Montgomery, I, I likely would have taken... I, I like to think at this moment in time of clarity, I would have taken Montgomery in the seventh over Jared Cook had he been there as well, but obviously I can't confirm that. Bad picks? Gronk going in the fifth? Yeah, uh, he was the fifth, sixth quarterback. Kittle, Kelsey, in, this is in order. Kittle, Kelsey, Mark Andrews, Zach Ertz, Darren Waller, Evan Ingram. So who's the seventh, sorry. Gronk. Like uh, those tight ends you were just naming that went before Hunter Henry, all should be going before Gronk. Dak Prescott in the third. That was early. I like Dak Prescott a lot this year. That was that was early. Corey Davis at all. <laughs> Corey Davis got drafted. Was selected in the 11th round of all places and don't. That was, I don't agree with that pick. That was a rough one. But really, the draft went over pretty well. There was nothing too shocking, nothing too anything. Yeah, good job, all of us. We did it. Not just us, the whole the whole gang. The whole gang. But uh, I'm looking forward to handing away the loser's trophy this year. I don't want it anymore. <laughs> you can get beers all season in the meantime. Now we can finally talk about actual games, week one, guys. We have matchups. 
We have a real football starting. It's not all speculation. It's making your teams now. This is actually games. We are going to present our week one high guys and our low guys. High guys are guys we think are going to perform well. We're very high on them. Easily startable. Low guys are guys that could be started, but we're still not thinking they're going to have huge performances in week one. Again, hard to determine when we haven't seen matchups yet, but we're going to throw some out there. I might throw some straight up sits in there too, but we'll, we'll clarify as we go. Hi guys, for quarterbacks, I went with Russell Wilson of Seattle Seahawks. Nice. Taking on a very lackluster Falcons D. He's got the best set of wide receivers he's ever had in his career. And he added Dorsett as the number three, as well as Greg Olson at tight end with Disley coming back as well. I think he, Russell Wilson set up for success not only in week one against a D that's got nothing on him really, but for the season. I don't even like Russell Wilson that much, <laughs> but I still think he's going to tear it up with what he's got. He's got the weapons. They, and they, people still consider them a rush first offense. Yeah. <laughs> Somehow. <laughs> Absolutely. All right. I, I took a, a high guy uh, at quarterback as well because that's the segment. I, I took him for the similar reasons, but he's on a he's ranked much much lower. I, I've talked about Teddy Bridgewater before. He might not. He, he's somebody you you can start if you're in the position where you need to. If you went like super late on quarterback, like super super late, and just you know punted the position, and you you need one, you could probably even get him off the waivers. But he plays the Las Vegas Raiders. I, I think the defense is meh. It sh- it should be if anything, it should be a higher scoring game. He's definitely somebody you you can start if you need to. There are names above him that you you can start over him as well if you want. But just, I mean, he's got DJ Moore. He can go deep with Curtis Samuel and Robbie Anderson. We're not going to tell you to start Lamar Jackson. You know that. Right. Yeah. <laughs> I'm trying to tell you guys, like, maybe it's a confidence boost, right? Like, I think that's don't what start water is. Robert Griffin III. <laughs> that, that's a good call. I don't think he's going to do well week one. Probably not. If he does, it's not for a good reason. <laughs> so, Teddy Bridgewater, there, there are probably names above him, but he's somebody you can definitely throw in at a pinch. It's a good matchup, and he's got a stacked team to, to throw to. Who do you have ranked low for week one? My quarterback that I'm ranking low for week one is Daniel Jones. I think there's a lot of excitement about him. He had a number of like four touchdown games last year, a number of like 300 plus yard touchdown game or not touchdown, 300 yard plus games last year. I'm excited for the prospects for him this year and going into his second year. He's got good weapons around him as well, uh, including another you know beastly running back in Saquon Barkley. But I think the matchup is just... Too much for him to overcome in week one. I'm thinking I could try to start somebody else. He plays Pittsburgh. He plays the Steelers. I'm avoiding that. I almost put him as my low guy just for the Steelers defense. That's that's exactly why. It's it's, it's not on Daniel Jones. I I hope he takes the step up, but it's the matchup. I'm benching him uh, in favor of Ryan Tannehill in the Dynasty League this week. You won't agree with my low, but you might when I say some numbers. I am very low on Aaron Rodgers in week one. I almost put him down for this. The Packers are hurting at wide receiver and tight end. Aaron Jones is established now and can dominate on his own, running it. Last year against the Vikings, Rodgers scored 14.36 and 9.34 fantasy points in two games. He only threw two touchdowns. That was in one game. In one game, he had two touchdowns and no picks. The other game, he had no touchdowns and one pick. That's crazy. That's his stats against the Vikings last year. I have Rodgers very low week one. If you can start someone over him, probably... I mean, he's not going to be a terrible option. I mean, those weren't great numbers from last year. He... he he could have but a 300-yard four-touchdown <laughs> game, but probably not this week. Vikings no. defenses did nothing but improve in the offseason, especially like yeah. very recently in a couple trades. And then on top of that, if you haven't noticed, 
Matt LaFleur, new head coach, not not new anymore, but second year head coach for the Packers, he he likes a pretty even split between running and passing, and McCarthy just submitted to Aaron Rodgers' will before that. I am low on Rodgers for week one. I'm sure I'll be high on him other weeks. That's a great pick. Running back, very high on Josh Jacobs being basically an RB1 this week. The RB1 week one, Carr's having two rookies starting at wide receiver who Mm -hmm. won't be fully ready or established, and he's playing a game against the lame Carolina D. So Josh Jacobs is set for a huge week one. Sophomore slump be damned. Do you remember a couple weeks ago, you super briefly talked about uh, Theo Riddick being signed by the Raiders? Yeah. Cut. Uh, (laughs) Lynn Bowden Jr., their third round rookie selection, who kind of had people like, man, is he like... Is he a receiver or running back? Is he maybe a receiving running back? Traded to the Dolphins. Wally just visited the Raiders, didn't he? Oh, seriously? I, I did not so. know that. So, yeah, you, you, Josh Jacobs, like, I think he's going to get that passing work. I, th- I think those signs of those guys being cut or traded, big for Josh Jacobs. Yeah, for sure. My high running back is Chris Carson. Uh, it's definitely a little more clear with where we are now in the offseason, two days before the season. But pretty much not the entire offseason. It's been like, is Chris Carson healthy for week one? Is Carlos Hyde going to have a little bit of a role? Rashad Penny, definitely not playing. But Chris Carson, it's a confidence boost. Uh, he's a great player. Uh, the matchup against Atlanta, I really like. The run defense is okay, but not great. And I think that's another one where both those teams have pretty good offenses and, and run-of-the-mill defenses. So I think you're going to – it's a mix for a high-scoring matchup. Chris Carson should definitely be involved. And he's been – I think he's been fully cleared and like 100%ed and stuff yeah. like that. He himself said that, I believe, but other Trust people him. have said it he's too. He's a doctor. Chris Carson. And you are low on – I'm low on Leonard Fournette against the Saints. <laughs> I don't know. He just be, got there. Exactly. I don't, if people are thinking like, man, oh my God, new running back for I the guess. Buccaneers. He got Tom Brady. He's got all these players. Holy crap. Don't do it. He and just got there. <laughs> that's, that's pretty much why. You don't know what's going to happen week one sure. with him. He's probably, like Bruce Arians said, he will be involved. Bruce Arians was, was I mean, smart about it. He's like, yeah, he's going to be involved. But he obviously doesn't know the whole like ins and outs of everything yet. He just got, you're right. He just got there. But if you're thinking about playing Leonard Fournette, I would really, really encourage you to look for somebody else. The defense with the Saints is is really good, and you just don't know. If, if Leonard Fournette goes out there and gets 20 carries, I'm willing to be wrong and start him next week. But if impressive. he goes out there and, and is barely involved because he's just not, not quite there yet with that team, I don't want to be on the, the losing end of that, that bet, if you will. I am low on Le'Veon Bell for the New York Jets. I don't see a real bounce back season from from him, especially with all the gab we've been hearing out of training camp. Mm-hmm. He's still not getting along with a lot of the staff. The Buffalo D is going to shut down everything about the Jets, like just in general. Uh, Jets will be trying to pass a lot as well since the D will be giving up enough to be an uphill battle. I mean, they're playing the Bills, but I'm not expecting a super high-scoring offense from the Bills right? unless they're playing the Jets. <laughs> <laughs> in which case... I expect it, so I expect the Jets to not only be passing a lot, but also be being shut down in every aspect. That's a good pick. So Le'Veon Bell is very low for week one. I'm hoping at some point he's going to get himself back together because he was great to watch, but I don't see it being on the Jets. Yeah, it's it's tough. I mean, there was that one point not that long ago where news came out that Frank Gore was the most impressive running back in camp. (laughs) (laughs) So take that for what you will. Wide receivers now. I am high on Julian Edelman from the New England Patriots up against that Miami defense, if you want to call it that. They do start 11 players on defense. Yeah, well, (laughs) it's no Jets defense. That's true. That's true. (laughs) 
I put, I got Julian Edelman as my high guy because he's the only truly reliable piece of Patriots offense right now. Cam Newton, don't know what's going to happen 100% yet. The number two is Enkeel Harry, and then they got rid of Sanu, so then they don't know what they're doing there. Their tight end is a rookie starting. Their running back game is all over the place. The one piece that's consistent is Julian Edelman. Absolutely. So I see him just sticking to what has already worked, especially in week one while the Patriots are trying to find their rhythm. Julian Edelman, I'm very high on. That's a great high high pick for, you know, where in the draft, you might. Yeah, because he, probably goes, have he to goes like six, seventh rounds. But you drafts, can start but, him. Yes. I went a similar approach. If you've been listening like to even one episode, you know how much I love Deshaun Jackson this year. Deshaun Jackson should be the starting wide receiver in week one for the Eagles. Alshon Jeffrey managed to avoid being placed on the pup. He's not going to play week one, though. and Or if he does, you don't want to play him. Maybe he's a decoy. And Jalen Rager, similar boat. He was like at risk of being placed on IR or something. And he's he's fine. He should be okay. But I, I'm not you know, super excited for those rookies week one either. So Deshaun Jackson is clearly the lead dog for a fantastic quarterback with Carson Wentz. And they play the Washington football team, which is also not that great of a defense. Is there any rookie you would like for sure start Clyde. based on like their... Okay. <laughs> yes. He, but he's, he's the only one. I, I jump so fast because I don't know like if there almost is another one. No rookies yeah. should be started. Maybe Clyde is the only one. One that's kind of interesting is... My opinion on Jonathan Taylor is you aren't going to get a lot of value out of him right away. Marlon Mack's going to start, but they play, I don't remember who they play. They play a pretty crappy team, I believe. And you could be in a, oh, sorry, they play the the Jaguars. So if if the Colts actually get up enough in the game and they have a comfortable-ish lead, maybe Jonathan Taylor gets more work. So maybe this week, but I, I wouldn't start him over a lot of names. I don't think there's any other rookies. No receivers, no... I mean, no. Burrow, I guess, if you really need to somehow. I would rather Henry start Bridgewater Ruggs? over Burrow. Maybe. Would you rather start Henry Ruggs or Brian Edwards there? I, right. <laughs> I've heard so many great things about Brian Edwards. I'm pumped for that. I wanted him in our rookie draft, and my wife fucking got him. And you are low on? I am low on... I, I jotted down a few names. I'll give some honorable mentions. But Brandon Cooks against Kansas City is the one I'm a little nervous about. This is one where I'm not saying sit Brandon Cooks, but the Kansas City Chiefs have a really good defense, or a pretty good defense, Pretty good. I wouldn't say really good. Yeah, I would say pretty good. I agree. The receivers there, Brandon Cooks and Will Fuller, it's it's pretty evenly split on who's going to be the lead dog there. I think Brandon Cooks is going to be good throughout the year. I think he'll have some disappearing act games and stuff like that. But I'm just a little nervous. I, I'm, it's kind of like a scenario where I'm I'm kind of wondering or hoping if, if I have another, maybe a better option. I would take Deshaun Jackson over Brandon Cooks this week, for example. And then this just very recently came out, but apparently Brandon Cooks was not seen at practice today with a quad injury. Uh, he was limited, it sounds like. So there's, I don't know if it's going to actually affect anything, but there is a small chance that he might not be ready for Thursday's game, for the Thursday week opener. If he doesn't play, I'm telling you right now, if, if Brandon don't Cooks, start don't him. start him if he's not playing. He will get you no points. I am low for receivers on Emmanuel Sanders from the New Orleans Saints. It's only for week one. After like week one or two, I'm ecstatic about Sanders. But he needs at least a week or two to get acquainted with that offense. Not a lot of work with Breeze yet either. I saw that at practice just this past week, he didn't even throw to Sanders. Wow. Saints will stick with what has been working for them, as they should. He's There's nothing really much has changed. They just brought him in as well, but he may not be fully acquainted yet. Uh, even with the high-scoring game, I expect a lot of it to be uh, Kamara against the Bucks, And the Saints are trying to run out a lot of clock against a Tom Brady that should never be given time to right. make a game-winning drive. 
So I see I see a shootout in that game for sure. But I see it coming down to run game and the Saints are going to do whatever they can to get that clock to zero so Tom Brady doesn't have a chance to come back against them. That's a good pick. I like it. Especially with guys who he can actually just bomb it to and they will catch it. <laughs> My honorable mentions just super fast. I, we don't know if Alshon's playing yet, but if he is playing, I'm not taking him first game back off that injury. No. Debo Samuel also avoided being placed on the pup or whatever. He plays the Cardinals, which is a decent matchup, but w- with that foot injury, uh, it's just another guy. I just want to see what happens first. I'm not going to start in week one. Moving on to tight ends, I am high on Darren Waller from the Las Vegas Raiders. For many of the same reasons, I'm high on Josh Jacobs because Waller will basically be their wide receiver one to start, especially in PPRs. He's my, I'm double high on him. <laughs> He's going to be getting a lot of looks. I expect a lot of targets going his way against the Carolina D as well because they're starting rookies. And he is their best option, really. I like it. All right, my high guy, my high tight end is Jared Cook. You were talking about a potential shootout in in that game with the Saints against the Buccaneers. And I definitely agree with that. Uh, it seems like the game, you know, the t- Saints have a pretty good defense and the Bucs are okay. But there's, there's a little, both super high-powered offenses. So Jared Cook, I had mentioned my concern about him when I drafted him. You know, when we talked about the draft a little bit ago, and I'm worried he might disappear occasionally, which means you're kind of looking for like, where is his higher chance to score a touchdown? And I think the game against Tampa Bay could be that opportunity for sure. So I'm going to win with Jared Cook at tight end. And you are low on? In the same game, I'm low on Gronk. The worry is a little more than just, you know, is Gronk still where he's at? We don't even know what his role is in the offense. Is he going to be the number one tight end on the field all the time that Brady loves? That very well could happen. Is he going to be like a second fiddle to whoever the else they have there? It's not even Cameron Braid that I'm thinking of, but the other guy, OJ Howard. OJ Howard. <laughs> but Gronk, he's just, he could be great. It's just one of those things that I, I want to see first. Uh, I want the first game to happen, be in the books, yeah. and see what his role actually is before I just play a guy who's on the field 30% of the time. I can see him being more of a Waller than an original Gronk. He could, for sure. And if that's the case, that would be really nice to have. Yeah, because he, he slimmed down a ton. I, I could see him, his stamina is probably better. He's not going to be used as blocking as much because he lost a lot of muscle mass. Not nearly, a, not like a dramatic amount, but he you, he's noticeably slimmer. I'm sure he's still got the mind meld with Brady. So all those things, check the boxes. It, it's, again, like some of the other guys with like Brandon Cooks. I'm willing to be wrong in week one. Well, plus they got, they got a lot of guys to cover, too. They do. There's not enough defense to cover the guys they have. Goes available. both ways. Can, can Brady feed? I mean, I know Brady can, but do they all have good games and... We'll see. I, I want to I wanna see, uh, and then I'll feel comfortable starting him after that. I am low on Austin Hooper from the Cleveland Browns. I expect Baker to be passing more, but at an, an early point, I expect it to be people, people that he's already established a relationship with. For sure. Uh, at the beginning of the season, so Landry, OBJ, and even Njoku coming back, being healthy now. I think that takes a lot away from Hooper right away. And Kareem Hunt with his new extension. Yeah, well, that doesn't affect his this week one game. Maybe passing. <laughs> <laughs> he's if anything it's another pass catcher going to be heavier now because his wallet's going to be full <laughs> he's not going to run as fast the change in quarterback style could be a big fat factor from Hooper too coming from Matt Ryan to Baker Mayfield Baker Mayfield being a little more mobile obviously and I don't like Matt Ryan so yeah exactly that's a huge factor is my personal, personal opinion of these people <laughs> that's so good that's, Last but certainly least as far as priority in taking up a roster spot in your fantasy team is defense. Cool, cool. I am high on the Philadelphia Eagles. They are playing the Washington football team who has nothing figured out. 
Their running backs are uncertain. Haskins is their starting quarterback, who is still very unreliable. And I'm going to make a not-too-out-there bold prediction of the week. The Eagles will force four turnovers and return one of them for a touchdown. Well, yeah. That, well, that would be it's great because, because Because that would be a crazy stat line, but it's also not too far-fetched. No, it's it's not. Like... Though the one like the lone bright spot right now, at least you know until things unfold, is Terry McLaurin. But that that doesn't include Dwayne Haskins throwing the ball to yeah. or around. Yes, Terry. So good pick. I'm, I'm making I'm making a bold prediction there, and I'm, I'm going to see if I if it pays off. Very nice. Four turnovers. My high defense is the Colts versus the Jaguars. I've been targeting them in leagues when I grab a defense because they have a week one matchup. I plan on streaming the defensive position. So I don't care. I don't even know what the Colts' long-term schedule is. They're a pretty decent defense. Uh, they're definitely not bad. They have a good offensive line and good running backs, so they have the the mentality of you know ground and pound, which just slows games down. It means the Jaguars' offense is on the field less often, and when you're on the field less often, you are scoring less points. So I like the Colts in a super juicy matchup against the Jaguars, who have punted like all the good players from their team. <gasps> Except for Gardner. And Fournette Chark. said some rude things. What about Chark? They got Chark, so... But oh, they do have Chark. Yeah, he's great. And the Josh Lambeau's their kicker? <laughs> so you, you went to the kicker, and that's where you're proving my argument. <laughs> yes, but I, I'll agree with that. I mean, I'm not expect. I like the Jags, and I really hope Minshew is going to put together a good season, but I don't expect a great week one. And Minshew and Chark can still have decent games where the Colts' defense still has a good fan, oh, yeah, like fantasy sure. game, you know what I mean? Like, Chark gets 80 yards and a touchdown... Well, okay, but if that's all they score, then yeah. the Colts' defense did pretty good. And you are low on? I'm low on the Broncos. This is just more of a PSA of... Oh, we didn't match any of our I was picks. wondering if we would. We didn't match that's any incredible. of our picks. We'll right. probably never match. We don't tell each other what we're picking beforehand, just because like, we'll be more excited if we got the same one. But then we never do get the same ones. You get like authentic fantasy brews, guys. So authentic. Yes. 100%. The Broncos' defense in recent years has been a pretty good one. It used to be a very beastly one. PSA, they are not at that level anymore. They play the Tennessee Titans, which I think is a is a not the worst matchup to have as a defense, but I, I don't love it. I think Derrick Henry's going to do work again this year. I think he's going to actually catch a few balls. A.J. Brown's going into his second year with Ryan Tannehill as the starter from the beginning of the season this time. I feel like the Titans are like one more decent receiver away from some really, really great playoff uh, appearances. They've always been. <laughs> All right. Well, I mean, Corey Davis going in the ninth round of fantasy drafts, he, he could be. Uh, don't, yeah, don't I, I was high on Corey Davis last year and it didn't. Uh, so Broncos against the Titans. I don't think they're going to like tank your, your matchup, but I don't like that. Not so great anymore defense against an up and coming offense. And I am low on the New Orleans Saints defense. One of the top rated defense, but they're still playing the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. I just wouldn't I wouldn't risk it because this could fuck you over. Oh yeah. Depending on what your point settings are for defense, you could easily end up with negative five and the Saints could win. Right. Like <laughs> the Bucks could just be okay or they could explode in a fury of touchdowns and deep bombs. And I'd rather pick a D that could get me a solid five points over one that could backfire huge on a forty two to forty five game. So I am low on the New Orleans Saints defense for the week one matchup because Honestly, nobody really knows what the Bucks are going to do. They're scary, and they could be rightfully so, or it could be meh. How disappointing. It's not going to be bad. The Bucks offense is not going to be bad by any sense. We know that. That's we know for that. Sure. 
But we don't know how crazy that it will like be. doesn't even like if you have Brady as your quarterback, the offense is automatically not bad, yeah. regardless of who your coach is or who yes. the other pieces are. But then you throw in all these great, great people that are on that team and also for net. Yeah. So those are highs and lows. Uh, we're gonna go take a quick break and then come back with a Thrive Fantasy prop lock of the week. Stay tuned. Hello, we are done with our break, and now we're back to talk to you guys again. I'm later. We're going to give you our Thrive Fantasy Prop Lock of the Week. I want to be 30. 30 and blurty and thriving. Prop Lock and Drop It. That's what I kept thinking of when I said Prop Lock. Prop Lock and Drop It. (laughs) I'll insert the the audio clip. For those of you who don't know about Thrive Fantasy, Thrive Fantasy is a daily fantasy sports app for player props. You choose 10 player prop options from a list of 20 in order to build your lineup. We're going to give you our pick for the absolute lock of the week. So one, you can get an example of what kind of props there are out there and one that we think will be high rewarding. We're going to do this weekly, right? Yeah. Yeah, and we do there, – there are a number of contests you can enter. Like, for example, I already entered uh, my picks for the Thursday specifically games, but we'll be giving you our prop lock pick for the slew of Sunday games. This is kind. a $25 buy-in, Sunday games, $20,000 prize pool. That's super awesome. It's going to be mine. The one we agreed on is Dalvin Cook, 77 and a half rush yards to take the over – which is worth 110 points versus the under, which is worth 90 points. They give you different point options based on the riskier ones are worth more points. 110 is not the highest you can get, but still decently high, especially for a stat line like this. 77 and a half rush yards for Delvin Cook. I like I like the over. I think it's obvious. It's got it's going to be over. Delvin Cook's a phenomenal running back. Packers defense has improved. Last year they improved from years past. I don't think they've really done anything to improve from last year, though. No. And la- they, last year, they were a bottom 10 in rush defense. Do you remember how they got eliminated from yards. the playoffs? Yeah, because they got ran over by the Niners. Raheem Mostert had, like, over 200 yards. Like, that's almost never – it's either never happened or it's, like, one of the few people that do that in the playoffs. Packers do not have a good rush D. Last year, in one game against the Packers, because he was hurt the other game, Delvin uh, Cook had 154 rush yards in the one game. That's more than half of what the prop is given. So we're taking Dalvin Cook with the over on 77 and a half rushing yards. Aaron Rodgers was your low guy at quarterback. Who do you think wins that game? Packers or Vikings? That's it's gonna be I think it's gonna be a close game. I could see they're both in weird situations with wide receivers. Mm-hmm. I say overtime game. Packers take it, Sternberger, game-winning touchdown. It's, I feel no, like- I'm doing a deep, I'm doing, you wanted who's going to win, I'm giving you what's going to happen. Dude, that's another roster thing. I believe Tanyan was named yeah. the starting tight end. Yeah, that oh, was God. like last week. That's before the even yeah. official rosters came out. Oh, but, that guy's crazy. Um, that is our prop lock of the week. Use promo code FANTASYBREWS when signing up to receive $20 for free on your first deposit of $20 or more. You can get the Thrive Fantasy app. In the App Store or Google Play Store or by visiting their website at thrivefantasy.com. Use promo code FANTASYBREWS. Let us know how you do. We're excited. We'll be there right along with you. And every week we're going to give you that that pick that's like 
against the grain, right? You like, take you take ten total props, but this is one that we are betting on. It's a high payout for something that can easily be done against that defense. Absolutely, and you don't get any more hints from us because we still want to win the money. Yeah, we're gonna bang all the other nine are on us. <laughs> Moving on to our. Early Super Bowl Las Vegas predictions. <laughs> Super Bowl 55. <laughs> Just going to throw that in there real quick. All right, who's your NFC team in the Super Bowl? My NFC team in the Super Bowl is the Dallas Cowboys. I have the New Orleans Saints. I picked the New Orleans Saints and then I changed to the Dallas Cowboys. Who is your AFC? My AFC, I went with the Chiefs. I went with the Chiefs. What? Oh my God. Who do you have winning the Super Bowl? I have the Saints winning. Okay. Final score. Team. Final score, 35 to 45. Kamara, Super Bowl MVP. Breeze will retire. That's my prediction. That's, that's, I like, I like the added, that, that's nice. That would be the swan song for Breeze. If he wins, he's done for sure. Do you have the Chiefs winning? I don't. I have the Cowboys winning. Okay. So we both have the Chiefs losing in the Super Bowl. I, the listeners don't know this, but we made NFL MVP picks like at the Super Bowl ago? last year. Yeah. At the Super Bowl. So about six, seven months ago. And Dak Prescott was my MVP. So I guess Kyler Murray. Which is, that's a great pick too. So we, I guess I'll just elaborate slightly. Both the Chiefs and the Cowboys have pretty soft schedules when you look at uh, the like strength of schedule ratings. Yeah. Uh, Chiefs are like 18th. Yeah. And the the Cowboys were like like 30th being like 30th easiest or second easiest or whatever. So the Cowboys, I think if Dak Prescott can take like another half step up just in his natural development as a quarterback. Which, I mean, if he wants money, he will. Yeah. Well, he's going to get that money now that everyone and their mothers are getting paid. I, I think the Cowboys have, arguably, if Dak Prescott takes a half a step, I think the Cowboys might have you in a better offense than the Chiefs. Mm-hmm. And I think it comes down to needing a solid quarterback to, to bring you that far. Obviously, Patrick Mahomes is that quarterback. He gets you to the Super Bowl, too. But I'm taking the Cowboys. I, I didn't pick a score, uh, but I just jotted it down. Just on the spot, I said 27-24. I think it'll be close. I think it'll be not as high scoring as we would expect. Well, with my Saints-Chiefs pick, neither of these teams had any major losses and just really added to their already impressive rosters. Chiefs have 18 of their 22 starters returning, so that's an easy pick to go back to the Super Bowl. Like, why would they How would, right. What would stop them, really? Lamar Jackson. Um, Saints got Sanders, so that's an improvement yep. there for the Saints. They didn't really lose anyone. Chiefs switched a little, up a little bit at running back, but maybe in the long run for the better because they... And McCoy and Williams, but... I'm going to go ahead and say Clyde Edwards-Alaire is a better running back than Damian Williams. Not at all. That's why they're going to get to the Super Bowl. <laughs> and again, I said Breeze is going to retire after winning the Super Bowl. Kamara, Super Bowl MVP, final score 35-45. That's awesome. My Super Bowl MVP would be Dak Prescott, and I don't believe anyone will retire. <laughs> Someone will retire. Jason Witten will be back on the team and he'll retire. Jason Witten will unretire. Like, can, can I get in on that? He'll be Next cut mid season. He's on a team. Who's he playing with? Right the now? Raiders. Oh, that's right. That's right. Man, you're, you're high on Darren Waller. Whoo. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I am. Everything's fine. <laughs> All right, those are our predictions. Let us know what your Super Bowl predictions are. Most of them will probably be the Chiefs. I had a lot of fun with that. I just I just jotted down names that I, I I thought could actually contend for this to get to there, and then I went from there. And the Steelers were a team I thought of. Like if Big Ben is back, that defense is so good. Yeah. The Titans, good yeah, team. I, well, I jotted yeah, down I wish, the Packers. I would love first. it. <laughs> they could. They were in the playoffs the last couple of years, right? Didn't they beat the Patriots or something? Or the not last couple of years, like not two years ago, they didn't make playoffs. Oh, rats. 
Well, that, te- that team's getting better, too, and their defense is getting better. And it was already good. You tell me that their wide receivers have gotten better? A.J. Brown might get better. He's only going to his second year. Wait, I thought we were talking about Packers now. Oh, I was talking about Patriots. Or, uh, sorry, Titans. I was okay, about Titans. Yeah, then, yeah, the Titans. I did jot down the Packers and quickly deleted them. But moving on to this week's round of Bruce Clues. I have got the lead on the season of eight to three. Correct. Oh, I started last week. I don't know. I'm just going to go right now. This wide receiver has been on a new team each year since 2017. Wow. For the full season, but is finally staying put for 2020, though his value may drop a little due to a team addition. The wide receiver has been on a new team each year since 2017, but is finally staying put for 2020, though his value may drop a little bit due to a new addition to the team. I am going to say... I forgot who I put. I got to look at my notes again. Christian Kirk. Nope. I don't think guess. he's been in the decent league that long. No. He has not. Damn. <laughs> um, <laughs> I should have taken more time. I guessed right away this time. I didn't think about it at all. He finished as the wide receiver 19 last year. His best finish since 2015. When he finished number 21. But was still second best on his team behind Larry Fitzgerald. He led his team in yards last year with 1,060. So, he finished. I was in the yard receiver last year, but it's still only receiver 19. Yep. New team every year since 2017, except for this year. And he's played with Larry Fitzgerald, who's been on the Cardinals forever. So, he used to be a Cardinal. Damn, I didn't think you'd know that. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. This is the part where I I look through the teams and think a little bit and then edit out some of the quiet sounds between my thinking spots. Yeah. (laughs) Just trying to go team by team and... And work it out. All right, TikTok. Having been on the Cardinals, that slims it down. He's been, you know, one team he's been on. <laughs> and um, you know what year. But I know you wouldn't know that much. Yeah. Because that's, that's when you <laughs> yeah. first started getting into fantasy football. I, uh, which should be a hint in and of itself. But, man, somebody who used to be on the Cardinals, I... I feel like that clue confused me more than... <laughs> more than and he had a thousand yard uh, season with the Cardinals. What you guess? Let's go. I I'm gonna now I'm scared because I'm gonna say somebody who wasn't even on the Cardinals. Do it. I'm gonna embarrass myself. Do it. Uh, I don't I don't have a good guess at all. I'm gonna say I'm gonna say Brashad Perriman. Who you know? Because he switched teams this year. He's not consistent with last year. He's on the Jets. Oh, yeah, he now. was on the Bucks yeah, last Bucks. year. He's in Played. the AFC East: Patriots, Jets, Dolphins, Bills. New team every year since 20. So he's been bouncing around. On those four teams, but finally has some consistency. Uh, so it's not a Patriots receiver. I already guessed a Jets receiver. <laughs> There's another one there that I don't think is right. It's not a Dolphins receiver. It's not a Bills receiver. It's not a Jets receiver. <laughs> so it's not... Oh, wait. Okay, so you're lying. He's not in any of those teams. <laughs> yeah. Ah, damn it. You found it out. <laughs> I knew it. Trick question. I'm going to go with who I now realize it is, who is John Brown. Yes, it is John Brown. He's on the Cardinals. Oh, man. He was on the Cardinals. He was on Baltimore for a year. <laughs> I don't think people That's forget right. that. People just forget in 2018 he was on the... Ravens. I, because for, I did not. They forgot about the Ravens. And he was okay last year. And that's such a good 
Yeah, that's like where he finishes it. All, that all checks out. Yeah, there you go. One point for you, John Brown. Woo! Give if it to I, me, baby. I just got to stump you completely multiple times, and I'll eventually get it and be good okay, to go. Okay, remember to give you the sound thing. Let's see if I can do better than last week, or if you could do worse than last week. All right, so last year's wide receiver six, this, in my opinion, handsome man, had nine games last year as a wide receiver two. So for those of you listening, that is a top 24 finish in a week at the wide receiver position. He also had five games as a wide receiver one, top 12, including one finished as the wide receiver one on a week when he had seven receptions on 10 targets for 159 yards and two touchdowns. To go along with how well he did last year, he also had a single game where he goosed you and caught zero of seven targets. And that led to zero fantasy points. All right. Wide receiver six in 2019. He's handsome. He's... <laughs> Finished nine. In my opinion. Wait, nine games as the wide receiver two in the whole league or on his team? Nine weeks of the 16 weeks that he played, he was a wide receiver two or better. So, uh, of all the 16 games he played... What do played, you mean by that, though? What do you mean? What's your definition of wide receiver two? Wide receiver team? two is a top 24 wide receiver. Like, think of, like, okay, 20 okay. teams in the league. That's why I wasn't sure if you meant, like, on his team. <laughs> oh, Five yeah. games as a wide receiver one, which, which is a top one. Top 12. <laughs> it's like he was a top 12 fantasy receiver, five. Seven games. receptions in one game for, I don't even know what I wrote. So I'll just read it back real quick. So last year he was the wide receiver six. Nine of the weeks that he played, he was a top 24 wide receiver, or in other words, a wide receiver two. Five of the games he played, he was a wide receiver one. So that that like five of five of the nine wide receiver two games, like it's wide receiver two or better. So five mm-hmm. of the nine games he was a wide receiver one, four other games he was a wide receiver two. And then one of his wide receiver one finishes was the best receiver in that week. It was week 13, if you care, uh, with the stat line. I read you 7 of 10 for 159 and 2. And then he also goosed you in one of the weeks uh, during last year. I'm just going to start off with A.J. Brown. That's a good guess. It is not A.J. Brown. I like that. Oh, wait. Hold on. I, oh. <laughs> we always forget. Like, Kyle clicks the button, <laughs> and then I don't get the phone. So I edit in the sounds for me later. It's so satisfying to press the button. And last year, I wouldn't, or last week, I wouldn't have gotten to. Clue 2. This former first-round pick. Took a few years to get going. Uh, his rookie year, uh, which I think was 2015, and then going forward, he finished as, on the season, he finished as wide receiver 69 in 2015, 50 in 2016, 57, and then 106 in 2018. He missed a few games. that He missed a couple games in a few of the years, but in 2018, where he was the wide receiver 106, he missed five games. And then uh, last year, he had a total of nine receiving touchdowns, which matches his cumulative total in his entire career up until last year. So from 25, 2015 sorry, to 2018, he had nine total receiving touchdowns. And then last year, he also had nine receiving touchdowns. All right. This is kind of difficult. I can buy you some time. I wasn't sure if I swung too far in the pendulum. But essentially, he's been not good until last year. And he was a former first-round pick. Uh, his rookie year was 2015. It's basically the new information you got. And nine touchdowns between 2015 and 2018, and another nine touchdowns last year alone. <laughs> is it Godwin? It is not Godwin. This, I don't know if he's been in the league that long. Nah, I don't think he has. My, wait, hold on, hold on, sorry. <laughs> that's nice. My receiver is also in the AFC East. So that's the same, obviously, Patriots, Jets... Dolphins and Bills. It is not John Brown. Are you sure? I, I am sure. 
Uh, I can't remember. He wasn't the wide receiver six last year. I can't remember if this guy... I think he missed. Is it Stefan Diggs? It is not Stefan. I was going to say Diggs earlier, but I didn't even think. I didn't even look at the other teams. I just thought Diggs. I wanted to give you a, a, like an additional clue, but I didn't want to. It's Edelman. No, it's not. He Wait, let me is... keep guessing. I, I know more players. <laughs> yeah, every guess. Wait, Devonte Parker. That I is should, the answer. I should know this. I was fucking when I was making mine today. I was looking at his stats. How did I not? Rem- <laughs> I literally picked him. I almost picked him. I had him <laughs> written down and changed it. I think I finally figured out what I need to do. I need to pick players that like. No one talks about, or like no one's been talking about, it, or like you specifically. I, have I not can't been believe talking it because about. I had him written down. I had a full clue for him, and I went back and changed it. <laughs> what, do you remember what it was or no? I think it was uh, one of the clues was that long nineties um, hasn't had a consistent starting quarterback since twenty fifteen. That's, that's legit. He's had he's had bad games for a while. I've even or seen he had bad games for a while. The number nine, and I remember it now, exactly what I looked at. And Most I of his damage it. came in the second half of last year. The additional clue I was thinking about giving you was he won a lot of people leagues. Like, him and Ryan Fitzpatrick, mm-hmm. I picked up halfway through the season and, and just fucking ride him out. And I got if his I picture. If I would have finished my... my <laughs> I'd have been fucked! <laughs> if I would have finished my clues before switching, I would have known it because I would have done a little more looking into... Or I if I would have picked him, that would have been hilarious. Just thought of a great idea. I'm going to write up clues for every single player <laughs> ever. <laughs> or not, you know, in the season now. And then I'll, I'll have to... Well, I think now that with season starting, we should... The second clue should include something from the current season. I think that makes sense. To make it yeah. a little more easier and make it a little more relevant. After the episode when we're playing Darts and continue drinking, let's let's figure it out. Okay. I almost was gonna throw like start throwing in like the conference in the second clue every time, but whatever. So you're taking one, I'm taking zero, I am still up. Oh, eight, I never four. uh sorry, sorry. I don't think I hit it for the third one. <laughs> uh, I've got his picture in front of you. We'll tweet it out. Handsome guy? Yeah, that didn't help me at all. <laughs> <laughs> so he's a handsome dude. He's, he's our age. He's 27. Um, Love you, Devante. Parker. Final thoughts on the episode. Well, I mean, I'm super happy that I just started gaining one point of ground in Fantasy Bruce. It helps. I, I'm excited for our high guys and low guys. Uh, that's going to be a, a fun segment to do every uh, every episode. Super Bowl predictions. We'll see if us should we do a bet for Super Bowl predictions if some of us one of us happens to actually win. Uh, the odds are pretty low, and uh, I think my uh, additional note I would add is you'll you'll start getting some consistent not consistent yeah consistency as as uh, the season goes on with our episode. We're gonna have the high and low guys every week. We'll throw at you you know some waiver guys that we like a lot as well, and the prop lock of the week as well. So it's a lot of exciting stuff to look forward to. And if you're listening to this on the release day, enjoy kickoff. Yeah, I'm I'm just pumped for the season to start in general. I think it's going to be weird watching Patriots games without a Tom Brady, and it's going to be weird watching Bucks games with a Tom Brady. Yeah. But I wish them both the best. Tighten up. Go Patriots. <laughs>